0: I'm Lauren.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Burf Bar. To Burp Burp. Burp. Welcome to Burf Bar. Welcome to There will
0: be one no take two.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: That, no, that absolutely take. not.
1: That's, that's the
0: that's take we to wanted. We
2: could
1: do. Welcome to the show. We have a very special guest today. But first. Some housekeeping. I hate to say housekeeping because I feel like there should be a kind of like party term for it. So not like housekeeping because you remember at like summer camp, they'd be like, first some housekeeping. Yeah. Stop flushing your tampons down the toilet. Yeah, yeah, No, it should be, (laughs) it should be welcome to birth Barf. Here's what kind of beer is in the fridge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here's the the house party. Um, So we have two new Patreons, which I'll say again, and every single time, we cherish every one of our Patreons so deeply, and these two sets are in particular close to us, so mm-hmm. first, uh, we had the dear Timmery from our <laughs> Athens Fluff Bakery Trail Sister Women, so thank you, Timory, for becoming we a Patreon. Welcome. We know you've you. been, we know you've been barking for a while, but thanks for becoming an official barber. You rule, and, and I miss you. Yes, and the delightful Jaegersons. Of Oregon. So, PJ, Tyler. Thank you, for, guys. Thank you for being our, our friends and also uh, supporting high level Birth Barf champions. Yes, absolutely. General. So, welcome to Patreon. Uh, next up, the next flavor of beer in the fridge, we have a special guest today. Woo <laughs> woo. You want to know something funny? This is the, in our two and a half, almost three years of Birth Barf, you are our fourth guest. Oh. Ever. Fourth guest ever. So, we have, we have the, I wish I had a really good adjective on the tip of my tongue. Indomitable. Uh, In- indubitable. Indubitable. Uh, Laura, <laughs> the indubitable, Laura Klob toys is here. <laughs> because today... We're going to talk about the lockdown virtual adventure race. Um, plus I feel like it's kind of important for all, uh, I feel like it's kind of important for all for, for people to get to see Laura if you're watching the video, because we've mentioned Laura, um, so many times. A lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, so it, Laura is our, our adventure race mentor. She's my physical therapist. She's my uh, husband's ex-coworker. F- friend friend um, and mentor. Friend. Yeah, the woman we who we want to be married to, our mother, our sister, our girlfriend. <laughs> Laura <laughs> Halcore.
2: <laughs> That's a hell of an intro. <laughs> really hell of an intro. Thank you very much. I really appreciate being here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> I feel like um, we should become more practiced at this. I would like you if, and I'm totally spraying this on you. So if you're if you're stuck at first, I would love for you to name like two, maybe three. If you've got three of them, things in your athletic resume that make you a badass. So like, so a couple of like, when you think of like your resume as an athlete, what are those things that make you feel like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um mm, yeah let me think about that I don't feel like any of them I would say like I don't know like a 36 hour adventure race that made me feel good and when it was like my like first two years in that felt good that felt good and that was the yeah. first time we qualified for nationals so I was like I like that um what else oh I don't know I nothing is coming to doing show with you <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. So During loop, I would I would put that there. How many years have you done uh, Adventure
2: Race Nationals? Um, if I were just going off the top of my head, maybe like eight or nine, I think. That's insane.
1: That's, that is insane. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Uh, I I feel like a hardened I feel like a hardened athlete from doing nationals one year, let alone over a decade of being able to show up and do all well of that, especially since uh, it's worth mentioning you race on a co-ed team. So it's you and your, 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 uh your brother, husband. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for being our mentor. Thanks again for being on the show. I, like I said, I'm excited for us to talk about the lockdown adventure race from Rootstock racing because As everyone knows, Lauren and my philosophy for this quarantine has been to sign up for every virtual race uh, that there is. And this one was, a in in particular, a special setup. So um, we each did our own individual race attempts, which even if we were doing the same race in the physically same spot, we would have very different stories. But we did the same race in different places at different times, but following the same structure of the adventure race. Uh, which was super fun. I think we all ended up having a blast. Laura, you just Lauren, you just said this was your this has been your second one of your top two races of this whole year so far.
0: Yeah, uh, my first favorite race was our last race in person, which was the Nine Rouge game up in Michigan. So this is my first favorite COVID race, which is saying a lot because I've done thirteen. <laughs> 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 yeah. So that, I mean, it's, that's saying a lot. I, I, I like the swag. I like the setup. I like the people. I, I like it, that it pushed me harder than anything else I've done on my own. I like that. I really got to a place where I was like, blah, 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 I don't think I could do this anymore. <laughs> like, you know, we crave a little bit of that where you're just like, I don't think
1: I want to put my butt on a on
0: bike again, I think I want to die.
1: (laughs) I was, yeah, I was stoked to get that same feeling of, um, like, bottom of the, I'm, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel, like, out of all of the things that I did, the thing that most made me feel like this was a good simulation of a in-person adventure race was feeling like a real hot pile of garbage. (laughs) Same. Oh,
0: the elusive hot pile of garbage feeling.
1: Mm. Mm gotta love it. You can't, you can't force yourself into it. You got to let yourself compost into that. (laughs) So as an overview, so the lockdown virtual adventure race was designed to be done wherever you are. I know a few people that went to our particular park or something like that to do their setup. All three of us did it essentially from our homes. And the format of the race was seven individual stages each one for varying lengths of time totaling 21 hours cumulatively to be done over the course of 96 hours or four days. So what I thought we would do as far as our recap, because you could do the stages in whatever order you wanted to, but I thought for purposes of our recap that we would go stage by stage starting at one, working our way down to seven to just kind of be able to like set the tone between all three of us because if we try to do it in order or you know we would create an alternate dimension and the time rip would you know collapse so uh i thought i i i feel like i would like to start with our total stats if you guys have them so like um yeah you got yours on that's cool so let's let's start with uh let's start with total bike miles you guys have your total bike miles oh yeah because we all had to do a submission form so laura how many bike miles did you end up doing over the whole course of lockdown
2: i so i took it pretty easy during lockdown but mine was 71 ish miles 71. <laughs> That's not i don't easy. know that i've considered I that easy i know <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not no. that high compared to others
1: that's well and i i didn't have time and i i wish i would have. i wanted to go through and like cherry pick because of course as it is with any race and especially when it's a self-paced one you'll be like oh man i hit it really hard and did you know 85 miles or whatever and then you're like oh somebody else did 156 like okay okay all right Never. all right so 71 is not slacking uh lauren i did bike miles nine- did you do Ninety-four point three bike miles.
0: It hurt. Whoa! So I I like. I had boo boos on my buns, <laughs> which I made my husband look at. I was like,
1: "Is it bad." <laughs> <laughs> what color? What color would you attend this yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Is it an open
1: wound? Like, what? What are we dealing with here? <laughs> uh, I ended up with seventy-seven bike miles. So, yeah, right, right in there. Damn. Um, Damn.
2: Foot miles. Laura, go. Also really low, 16.8. <laughs> Not many. So
1: you need to stop
2: with your um, <laughs> classifiers.
1: You're, you're all right, all right, right, telling yourself many. short. Okay, do
0: that. Uh, I ended up with 23.5 on foot miles.
1: I ended up with 21 and a half on foot miles whoa well i keep wanting to share more details but i really want to do like the full the full recap okay so how many total miles did you end up between everything if you ended up doing
2: paddling or whatever additional uh go to lauren first i gotta do quick math
0: okay uh total mileage covered 117.8 miles
1: That's, I mean, that's gnarly to say out loud because you can't, I mean, I know we're talking about doing a bike and not on foot, but if you did, if you did a hundred miler in 21 hours, that would be elite, fucking bad. Yeah, that would be elite. Yeah. <laughs> um, I ended up with, and I didn't plan this, 101.99 miles total between
2: all of my things. So I, yeah. Nice. I like that. Nice. And I was at 91.5. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Again, I've said this before, but the things that have become like
1: normal or entry level over quarantine is amazing to me. (laughs) Like people doing the Yeti challenge and doing like the four hours every four hours for 24 hours or whatever. And it's like everyone and their mom has done it and just kind of been like, yeah, whatever. Like oh, yeah, you want to do a virtual adventure race where you do close to or upwards of 100 miles over the course of seven different stages over a, over a long weekend, maybe? Like, seems completely normal and accessible. I don't need to train specifically for this thing. Check. Well,
0: boredom does cause us to uh, bury ourselves in some weird-ass nonsense.
1: And you know what? I That was super helpful because I have not been able to run up until recently was not able to start increasing my run mileage. So it was really nice to just bury myself in something for a while and just be in it for a long time. I actually want to ask you, cause you
0: covered almost as many running miles as I did. And I would say I was in running shape and you had not been running at all. So um, WTF mate.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say I'm in, well, so I consider this. So I've, I had done limitless and done the double Everest, like hiking and trekking. So I feel like I'm in good. I'm in hike shape, not run shape. And I took your advice, Lauren. So I think so. Let's think about this, Laura. You did your attempt first, right, out of all of us?
2: Yes, May 5th, 14th. Okay, and then
1: Lauren, you did yours. Actually, don't last know what date I did mine?
2: The last week of May.
1: Oh, and I did it the very last weekend that you could, the last weekend of June. So um, I took, and I was very grateful that I didn't have to figure out some of the stuff that you guys already figured out because, Lauren, your advice about do not run anything, don't plan on running anything, was incredibly helpful. Like to just set out and instead of being like, oh, I'm going to run and then have to turn it down, it was really nice to just be like, no, no that's not this kind of event that will not serve me well to try and run. That means your power hiking is
0: bu- 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 bonkers because I ran, I ran those, I ran those miles. I ran them. <laughs> my feet were off the ground. So
1: wow. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. I still stand
0: by, um, we haven't said this in a long time, but I still stand by that we need bumper stickers that say my power hike is faster than your honor student
1: i agree i agree carry on (laughs) all right um oh how many geocaches did everybody get
2: 10 and just 10 whoa i whipped myself um just (laughs) 10 that's all i could do no more it was hard
1: Uh, also don't say just 10 i got 13 and i felt like I was the biggest overachiever that there was. Like, I felt like I was trying to get every geocache that I could and ended up with 13.
0: I got 14, but only because I have a very uh, addictive, I'm like the mouse in the maze that has to press the button over and over again to get the cheese. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, piece of candy. Like, I, I, ha- I was like thriving on the feeling of finding things, like that dopamine rush that you get, like, in any kind of orienteering race. And I was just like, I must find the treasures. And I could not stop myself. I was possessed.
2: Did you, you see, have a previous... Sorry. Did you see that someone got like 18 or something on the on the list? At one point, I was like, wow, 18. I,
1: Jesus. I'm sure somebody got like 30 by the time what? it was all said and done. Like,
2: I... I was
1: very surprised, um, and I'll talk more about it when we get to the stage, but I did, I took two separate stages to focus that were guided completely on where geocaches were, and still only ended up with 13, and it took me, I think on average, I ended up doing, and Lauren, I think you ended up doing about the same at Great Seal. It was like, it took me, it took me like three hours to do, it was like, it I, at my fastest and pushing it pretty much as much as I could, I could do, like, two geocaches an hour, and that, like, that was pretty maxed out, and that was even being lucky on some finds, which I was just, I was surprised by that, and again, really helpful to have the context, Laura, because you said that you spent, like, 40 minutes for looking for your first geocache or something like that.
2: Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I went back and forth between feeling like I'm a I'm a I'm a geocaching
2: goddess, and then also being like I don't know how to use my eyes. <laughs> well, it has the little <laughs> vibration. Did you have that on? So, like, yeah. when you got close, I'd be like, "Yeah, oh, it's vibrating." And I'm like, "Okay, now I must look." And I'm looking everywhere, and I, 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 there's no place to hide a thing. There would be like a pole somewhere. I'm like, "And now where do I look?" That's the only thing here. I don't know. I dismantled it to so much calibrate. shit
0: because of that. Urban ones, I'm like, I'm just going to take this apart. Hope it doesn't break. <laughs> that worked out in my favor. I had one. And I Really? You, the likelihood of you finding this is very slim. But I had one in like a Lowe's parking lot where it was just a lamppost. And there was like a plastic box over the cement structure that holds up the lamppost. And I was like, fuck this. I just... <clears throat> Picked it up, and underneath was the geocache, and I was like,
2: "Seriously? <laughs> Whoa! You did that too? Yeah, I had the same, like, not the same one, I'm sure, but same thing as the bottom of the lamppost." And I was like, picking yep. it up, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's moving!" Wait, is that the one near the? It. Is that the one near the casino? No, it's in Lewis Center.
0: <laughs> I dismantle it. When in doubt, dismantle it.
1: So this is funny. This makes me feel better. So we um, I did a geocache that was closer to our house that was a light post and it turns out that it was like a fake wall plate that was stuck on the pole. So like think of like a like a flat wall plate like that would cover an electrical outlet if there wasn't outlets or there wasn't switches and they just had magnets stuck on it and stuck on the side. But before I thought to check that I was thinking, it's got to be this vase. And I thought, that's a crazy person thing to think. And now that you said that, I'm just going to be like, ah, oh, smash! Take it, take it apart. Uh,
0: very, very briefly, when I first got into geocaching like 10 years ago, there was one in a cemetery, and I looked for it day after day. I would just go back and look for it. And I was like, it's supposed to be in this giant mausoleum thing that has like an angel on top. And I was like, it's in there. It's in there. And so I just took like one brick out from like underneath the thing and the whole thing went, Arr! and I was like, ah! <laughs> 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 Man, it did not topple over, but a very large memorial, memoriam item with an angel on it definitely squeaked about an, an inch to the left
1: because I was like, there's a
0: geocache in this fucking thing. <laughs>
1: So it makes me so nervous because there are so many cemetery geocaches. Like I totally get that that's a thing to have geocaches in cemetery. I feel like there is no respectful way to be like <laughs> digging for stuff, and I'm always like, okay, I, I don't know where else to look, but I, except for headstones. Like I I went to one that was like it is not by headstones. Like it's in the cemetery, but it's not by headstones. It was like. It was like a headstone, a tree, and the geocache was like in the tree that was literally like growing out of the grave that the headstone was part of. And I was like, I would consider this near a headstone. Like, uh, yeah. So, all right, let's get, let's get into the stages. Um, stage one was run or trek for three hours. And this was meant to be done pretty much on whatever terrain you wanted. Um, and this was different than the bushwhack stage, which was specifically meant to be off-trail. So the run trek phase was essentially go on sit somewhere for three hours. So, uh, Laura, why don't you take how your stage one went, including, like, where it fell in the, like, if this was earlier in your event or later in the event for you based on your scheduling?
2: Yes, this It was uh, day two of my event, like the first real thing, bigger thing I did, and I had to juggle family, and my husband's work was crazy at the time, so I was like, all right boys, I guess you're coming with mom, so we went to Clear (laughs) Creek, and (laughs) we walked as slow as possible, slowly as possible, we had lots of bickering, and me threatening, and it was loads of fun. So we probably went like almost six miles and it took us three hours. So go as slow as possible and barely barely any mileage, but it took three hours and that's all I needed. So that's what I did. Did you find geocaches at Clear Creek? Yes, there was one geocache and it was the biggest one I found out of all the geocaches and it was the easiest to find. Like They were like no clues needed Um, and I probably shouldn't say where it was, but it was in an obvious historical area.
0: Hmm.
2: how did the boys like geocaching they liked that they liked when we actually found things because many times before this i was like let's try geocaching they're like okay and then we'd be like never mind there's nothing anywhere just faking every time like we would try three or four before that and we never found a thing so they were excited we found that one so that was a win
1: yeah, geocaching is fun when you find stuff, but even personally, after I would look for like two minutes, I'd be like, "I'm over this." <laughs> I can say though, I think um, for my run trek stage, I went to Westerville and did like an urban an urban trek because I wanted to be able to get geocaches like as many geocaches as possible. And again, I still think I, I think I ended up getting sick even being in an urban setting and doing it as quickly as I can. And I think, I think I only ended up with like seven miles, Laura. It was not, and I was also not in a hilly part. So I would be, um, yeah, I just think that's funny because geocaching just took me so long. Um, and, uh, my, my key word throughout my whole event is wet. I feel like every stage I ended up wet. So like, I did the run trek stage, and I got poured on—just poured on. Um, so that was my wetness for that stage. <laughs> uh,
0: I did my run trek at Sharon Woods. This is why I don't understand, like, where all your on foot mileage is coming from. Good on you, but I don't know—I don't understand because I did twelve miles. <laughs> And I got four geocaches at Sharon Woods, which was just rife with them. They were everywhere. Um, I found some cool ones and some weird ones that smelled like old ladies. I definitely, I definitely touched Poison Ivy 19 times in four days and would go home and thank, thank God for adventure racing because I scrubbed my body with Zanfell every single day, like probably two to three times a day
1: part Brought to you by Zanfell. Yeah, Not really. I
0: wish. Could be. Stuff is like gold.
1: <laughs> I double-checked my miles. I ended up with eight miles on my run, uh, my okay. run track stage. Still, though. Damn.
2: Yeah.
1: Also, I found my favorite ever geocache on this stage. It was awesome. It was called, like, Mama Spider or something like that. And it was part of a series. Um this was the only one that I got of the series and not like a multi-part geocache, but like they had placed different geocaches. So this one was this giant like Halloween decoration spider up in a tree that you lowered with a rope like a flagpole <laughs> and the geocache was in the spider and then you would put it back up. I, it like exploded I my brain. Like it was just Lauren, you said this before, it was like, this is what you imagine the world is like when you're a kid, that there are like spiders and things hiding in trees that you lower down and there are treasures inside. And I was just like, and of course, it's in one of those spots, and I'm not going to say the exact location, but it's in a spot where it's like, you know, it's off trail, it's in the woods, but it's in a heavily trafficked area. So it's like, this has just been here this whole time, and no one knows it's here. Except for me. Now I know that there is a it. spider up in the street. And it was probably, let me think about this. It was probably 30, 40 feet. in, the, like, it was this giant tree that the spider was like, wh- like, I could barely see it from the ground. It was, it was awesome. That's
0: a genius rigging for a geocache.
2: I love that. If they were all only that fun. That's how it should be in an adventure race. (laughs) I know. I was just thinking that. that. I was just thinking that. (laughs) Um,
1: All right. Stage two, bushwhack, three hours. This one, I was, so um, dear listeners, it was not just the name of the stage and an hour requirement. So some of the stages required like hey, you've got to go to a bridge or you need to go to ruins or you need to make sure you at least go buy a body of water. Like, I really think Rootstock racing was insanely clever in figuring out a way to make this specific enough that it wasn't, like, it felt, it made it feel more real because it wasn't just, oh, you can pretty much do whatever you want and it counts. You still had to meet some criteria. So for the bushwhack stage, it was supposed to be at least, it was a 70 or 75% off-trail. Which, which is significant. Like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of bushwhacking. So, um, Lauren, how was your bushwhack, stage? It was amazing. Uh,
0: I felt ridiculous. This is the time that my phone fell into sand mud and almost got eaten by it. Uh, I was very (laughs) hot and very sweaty and my hair tie broke and I had a very good time. And it was my goal to just, like, bare, like, barreling through, just tremendous brush as fast as I could, like fully aware that I will fall down eventually, but just like basically falling forward through space as hard as I could to like tear through bramble. That was kind of the flavor of mine. (laughs) It was reckless.
1: (laughs) And how many geocaches did you get during, uh, during your bushwhack? at
0: least four, maybe five. It was, it was Great Seal, where the weird, creepy banana is. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a series of fruit caches
2: <laughs>
0: that have just rotten fruit in them.
1: Ah! I, I I, can't get over that one. So, I also did my bushwhack at Great Seal, and one of the geocaches, it's the Fruit of the Month Club, and it's, a baggie with what Lauren says is a foam banana in it, but it might as well be a real banana because it's black and it's squishy. It looks like someone just placed an actual banana in a Ziploc baggie. And I like, it also, I think was not where it's supposed to be where I found it. So it just looked like somebody's old <laughs> bananas that was left there. That was like, is this it? And luckily, you know, the geocaching app, like I saw that other people had found the same banana as the geocache. So it's was like, yeah, I all the
0: comments it. are like, please replace banana. Please replace banana. <laughs> but it's not, a, it's not. I touched it and it was firm to the touch.
2: Ew. Unless,
0: I don't know. Maybe it really, I don't know. It are looks sure as disgusting. It was a banana?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I actually
0: don't know. It was shocking.
1: <laughs> so, I did, uh, so I did the bushwhack at great deal. I ended up doing like five hours instead of three hours because I just decided that I wanted to like, I wanted to like bushwhack out and do geocaches for three hours rather than like go out for two hours and then spend an hour getting back. Um, so I was just out there for forever and it was, um, it was a good time. It was hard. Um, also everything is green and in bloom right now. So like trying to get through anywhere, luckily the vegetation at great Seal is not the worst. Like it is in places, but like, you know, as soon as you get like out of the really low lying areas, it's not bad at all. So it it was pretty nice. Um, but it was, it was a hard day. And after, after I did that stage, which was on my third of four days. I went to Panera Bread afterwards and made everything worth it because I was, like, scarfing down so much food from Panera after bushwhacking for that long that I was, like, yelping to myself in the car as I was shoving <laughs> sandwiches in my face. I was like, oh, we can't do it. So if I got nothing else from this lockdown, which I did get lots of other stuff. The experience alone of scarfing down Panera in a parking lot and almost cried because the taste is so good cuz I
2: was so hungry. Worth it. That alone worth it. Excellent. <laughs> All right, you want me to go, mate? Am I next? Okay. So, I did mine on the end of the third day. So, my my Saturday, the third day was a long day and I put it at the end and then didn't remember that um the bank, I chose high banks and I didn't remember that it was closing. I I, I had a time frame. I had to get out of the park actually. (laughs) So that's right. Which was a little bit tricky. So I had to do some bushwhacking through the cemetery near me, not on trail (laughs) on the way back home to just get my time in. So that was silly. So I didn't plan well. Um, I did get like one or two, um, geocaches, I think there. And I went into it with like a weird plan. This was where I was dumb. So I thought, oh, I'll do Chris Geekis did an O course for me there. And I'll take that and I will do the O course at High Banks. So I was going to do the O course and then I started doing it and realized it wasn't taking me anywhere where I needed to go. So I bagged it. And then I just started walking through high banks randomly and just tried to get to the things until I had to leave the park and then walk home. I, I walked everything. <laughs> I was just like, okay, three hours, I'll walk around the cemetery and <laughs> look at things for a while. And then I came home. I walked my whole yeah.
0: bushwhack. There's okay. no way I could have done anything
2: else. <laughs> no. I walked
1: back into this one. Did anybody give you a weird eye at High Bank? Like, hey lady, the trail's right here. It's it's right here.
2: Actually, no. I thought I would see that. I mean, I came scurrying out of some bushes a couple times, like people like looking at me. <sighs> but no, that was- <laughs> That's <was> good.
1: <sighs> I also had that similar experience on other stages of being like of people relaxing and having a nice normal time in the summer. And I'm like, come like sweating and steaming and covered in like bugs and dirt and being like got it okay and then just like diving back into the woods like you never saw me
0: (laughs) i only got one i got one shittiness from one person and i get it like if you're a good steward of the trail i can understand people being like use the trail because i was bushwhacking up switch the switchbacks of a very huge climb at great seal just straight up the middle And there was a couple that were obviously like serious hiker enthusiasts and they were coming down and he was like, the trail is here. And I was like, but I felt like being puppeteered by unseen hands. And I was like, I'm sorry, I have to do this. I can't help it. The lockdown is making me do it. There's nothing I could do. I had to keep going straight up.
1: Good, good. Um, all right, bushwhack, I think, um, not the not the most difficult, but it was, I would say, the second most difficult stage for me was the bushwhack, I think. Um, stage three, road bike ride, four hours. I'll actually start on this one. So the road ride was my first stage in my adventure race, and I got to do it one! Which, this is our, this is our, that was our, Third time seeing each other, doing anything together over quarantine. One so of the those doesn't count. Four months.
0: Walking in my front yard for 10 minutes from 10 feet apart is yeah, not counting. Yeah, I wasn't count. counting that. Damn. So maybe the oh. second. So second. The, second, the second time we saw each other. on For my birthday, quarantine safe style, and the bike ride. So yes. And the bike ride.
1: Yes. So like, this, this was just ended up being like the, the most fun way to kick off lockdown for me. So I... Uh, we were actually going to record a podcast, and I think I text Lauren like ten minutes before we were supposed to record, and I was like, "Hey, instead of recording a podcast, you want to go do my four-hour bike ride with me for lockdown instead? Like, let's let's just go and do that and make that happen." And so Lauren's credit and my credit too, we got we got ourselves together because I was also not prepared to go do it. We got ourselves together and out the door from from Texas. Until so meeting up with each other, thirty minutes, like from text to meeting up with each other, and the drive is like sixteen minutes, minutes of that. <laughs> like, I mean, so it yeah, so it was like it was it was so satisfying and just uh, really like off the cuff to get out the door and start it. It it made it perfect. And also we finished we finished it like nine. 40 or something like that and I was like I'm counting that as my after sunset finish activity like there's my night stage I knocked it all I knocked it all out so we just did a multi-purpose trail and just yammered the whole time it was great it was a great it was a great way to do my first stage of the event
0: my husband gave me a little bit of hairy eyeball because I had just got back from a run and I was like okay podcast time and I was like not podcast time, and I'm like pulling up this like the strap <laughs> the suspenders of my chamois, and I'm like, okay, 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 I'm like putting like you know uh shammy butter on and like I, I, my helmet is like a yarmulke and i'm like okay i am leaving. i have to go and he's like what the fuck what the fuck
1: <laughs> wasn't that also like didn't it just happen to be on a day where it was like your fourth workout of the day or something because you have just like my yoga fourth. and strength and a run. <laughs> it was my fourth workout i was like i do it i do it i'm doing it, I'm doing it. You're you're a good friend. Hey, I haven't seen you in months. You wanna come do this bike ride with me? Right now, right now, let's go.
2: <laughs> Wild horses could not keep me away. Okay, Laura's turn. Uh let's see. This was my road ride it was my beginning of my third day, the long day I did. And let's see. This one my plan was all to get uh well we had to get all these um find all these things on the road ride, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like two br- it was like two or three bridges. A stone wall, ruins. Uh, what was the other thing that was like a ruin? An abandoned building. Yes, yeah, there's quite a list. So I made out my route, and then uh, this was my most fun one because I like to find the things, and I was like, "Like these things, I know are there." So. I liked doing that. And, um, I also made it, the geocaches go along. So this is the one where I tried to get the most, I think I got like six or seven geocaches on this one and it took forever, but I still think like, it was perfect weather. I got, I lucked out on weather. Um, and I just had, a, I just loved this stage. So, um, yeah, I got, I, I don't know. I think I went, that's where I went like 34 miles, I think. Cause we had talked about that, but
1: that's, yeah, it was fun.
2: that's really good. And especially like, so on my road ride, I only
1: got the the features. I didn't get, we did one geocache just kind of out of complete, complete happenstance. I can't imagine getting all the features and doing six geocaches and getting anywhere close to 35 miles on a bike. That's awesome. That's insane.
2: Yeah, it was uh, easy riding. It was, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I was like ready to roll. And then later I got a little tired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My my bike ride was nothing to ride home about. I had an okay time. I got a lot of geocaches. It was urban and dangerous on the roads, but it was fun. Nothing. Nothing good. What
1: was that earlier? Was your road ride earlier or later in your stuff?
0: I think that was my second morning. Yep, that was my so my first real day of actual like out there stuff. Because Friday night was my weird weirder home things. <laughs> Got it. We'll get there.
1: <laughs> That's it for me. Um, four. Stage four was mountain bike for three hours. And well-graded dirt roads did not count. Um, again, very specific. So they did a really good job of closing any loopholes. So even if you wanted to be shmarmie and do the easiest way, there, there was just not very many loopholes to make that happen.
2: So yeah, mountain bike ride, three hours. Uh, Laura, how was your ride? <laughs> my ride was excellent. Actually, I wanted to go to Allen Creek, but it had rained recently. So they, it was closed. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to drive to Milwaukee in the middle of the day, nothing will be open around here. So I was trying to like figure out a plan, ended up going to Chestnut. It was open. Um, so I just, I just did the loops, did the loops, did the loops. So for three hours, I definitely stopped. I took some breaks. <laughs> you made it three loops? I don't know how many loops I did like definitely two and then some other stuff. I just started to, I was getting bored. I hate looping. So I was like, "Oh, I'll just ride over here and do the berm things and so I did the grassy. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I considered doing Chestnut and I was like, "I
1: don't think my heart can take it I, either from effort or fear. I'm not going to be able
2: to do that for 3 hours at Chestnut is a long it's a long time like uh, it was. That's brutal. <laughs> That's what killed me before the bushwhack. I was like, okay, I'm done. Oh, no, wait. Three more hours of white walking. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, me.
0: I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it. Uh, I went to Mohican because Chestnut and Allen, both Ellen Creeks, or yeah, P1, P2 and Chestnut were closed. And I was like, son of a bitch. I went to Mohican and I was like, you got this girl here, real tough, bad bitch. You're going to be fine. And I got to the very first climb, and I was like, holy moly, this is fucked. I went so So slow. I feel
1: feel like, so for non-Ohio people, so Chestnut uh, that Laura did for her mountain bike stage is a mountain bike designed course. Like, they are very particular and keep it only to mountain bikers, so, like, it it is designed flow and obstacles with ramps and log overs and stuff for mountain bikers. Mohican is a 25-22 mile mountain bike loop at Mohican State Park just northeast of Columbus and it it has pretty it has pretty steady big climbs on it in addition to several rock gardens and like I've never ridden my mountain bike there because I like my pants to be free of poop. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just, I, I feel like I have to set the stage for people who don't know the locales that we're talking about. You guys both went and rode like the, the real reels when it can't, comes to mountain bike. Like that's the thing that I can maybe get myself geared up to do for an hour. And when I'm done, all my adrenaline is gone and my butt has been pounded into oblivion. So I just, I just have to say, like, you guys are bad asses. So continue, Lauren, with with Mohican and how that went.
0: At some point, I had blown it out so hard that I was just like, you can't, the thing is, you cannot calm yourself down. Like, if you go any slower, you'll just fall over. Or you'll not be able to get the bike up the hill. So you can't, like, you basically have to redlining, and redlining is your only choice. So after, I think, I don't know, maybe 10 miles, I was just like, I'm going to go ride the road a little bit to get my heart rate down because I like, immediately looked up the app as soon as I had service and I was like, How I, what percentage of this has to be on trail? I feel like I'm going to die. I, was, I did a good hard thing, but I was a little bit of a baby about it because I was just so sick of redlining. Like, I think calories per minute wise for the whole event, I, I, I tore through some calories in this particular segment.
1: Also, what was the temperature when you went mountain biking?
2: Hot. It was like eight, eighty with sun. You both had some some elements to deal with, like hot, wet. <laughs> so like this is I what happens know, when you do it in, in June. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you did it at the right time, Laura. Like I should have just ripped the bandaid off and done it earlier because yeah, um, you know what they say about uh, orienteering and adventure racing—best to do it in the middle of the summer when everything is grown in and the weather sucks <laughs> for sure. um lauren how many miles did you end up on your mountain bike section Yeah, that's a good question i'm
0: looking now that would have been um well golly i oh oh my god this is why it was so hard i did my run my three-hour run i did that morning and then i went to oh boy and i ended up with 20 miles on the mountain bike i mean holy shit (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, so I ran. I, no wonder I was so cooked. I thought it was my first activity of the day and I had already run 12 miles. So no,
1: you crushed it. Also, that means, yeah. Also, that means you must have gone like truly peak heat of the day. Like there's no way you made it out to Mohican earlier than like two. No fact. That's, that's factual. <laughs> that makes my skin hot. I know. It was hard. It was really hard. Um, I went and did, so my mountain bike stage was <laughs> I just want to my- show you, this is what I, I don't, <laughs> I know, this
0: is what I felt like after that, uh, t- day, which I sent to Annie. I just, it's mascara around my face and I'm just eating plantain chips and chocolate and I'm completely horizontal.
1: <laughs> you had a lot of heroin chic looks during your, <laughs> your yeah, I was not, I did not look great. I did not look great. <laughs> it's good there are outside That's how you felt from in the inside it's nice when that happens <laughs> true. that's true so i did mountain bike as my very last stage uh which was great because i got to do it and then have it be uh, like celebratory afterwards so mountain bike i actually did it on monday morning so i started thursday night on my bike ride with lauren finished monday morning uh, doing my mountain bike loop. I went and did it at John Bryan, which to my credit is also a mountain bike trail, but it has like, it has like 800 feet. No, not even that. It probably has like 400 feet of elevation change, not even game. Like it's very much like the entry level to mountain bike because I was like three hours is a, is a long time to be doing like really hard mountain biking. And I got to do this this stage with my family. So Arbor, Andy, and I went and did a loop at John Bryan, which is about twelve miles. It took us two and a half hours to do the twelve miles all together, but like Arbor got to do like go through the water crossings and like the trail conditions were great. The trail was super dry so that was really fun. So I did the 12 hour or 12 miles in like two and a half hours with all three of us. And then I went back out and did eight miles, like as hard and as fast as I could. I think it ended up being a total of maybe like three and a half hours, three hours, something like that. So I did, I did 20 miles on the easiest, flattest mountain bike course I could find while you did 20 miles at Mohican, which is not flat. Um, but it was, it was, I think, I want to say it was ninety degrees out, ninety-one degrees out. Oh, that'll it was very slow toasty, your roll,
0: so to speak. Yeah, yeah, That'll slow you the fuck down.
1: Yeah. So I got my uh, thing that made me wet on this stage was my own sweat. <laughs> I was just pouring, pouring sweat, just, just, just a sweat soppy mess. Um, but it was, it was so much fun and just as a side note andy and arbor have gone back and done the loop at john bryan no less than three times in the last week so it was it was worth it they went three times in one week yeah this last week the week that we're in that we're finishing up right now they went three times this week <laughs> wow. because arbor keeps asking to go do the mountain bike loop so, if anybody is looking for, like, an entry-level mountain bike uh, trail, I cannot recommend the mountain bike loop at John Bryan near Yellow Springs, Ohio. Uh, enough. It was great. Um, stage five. Stage five. Oh, you little stage five. Stage five was multi-sport. This was five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, your face is how I feel. Laura, I'm I'm curious to see if you felt the same way. So multi, the multi-sport stage uh, is what made me feel like a pile of hot garbage in a really great and terrible way. So you needed to do, you needed to do more than one sport, obviously. Uh, but you needed. I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this. You couldn't just do loops from a central hub. So you needed to not have like one place that you were coming back to, you needed to like, so for example, they said, I think if their examples they were like trek and then do a bike loop off of your trek portion and then trek back. Or so you couldn't just like loop out from your car. Or it was like you can't just do loops from your home essentially. So they did they did make it so that you needed to go out a bit. Um I yeah, this this one cooked, cooked my, my noodle. Um, so, uh, Laura, I would I don't know that I know offhand what your multi sports stage was, so l- let's
2: hear all about it. And did you feel like a pile of hot garbage? <laughs> I was like a half heaping pile of garbage because I did this as my last day. So it was the only thing I was doing that day. Part of my problem was that I stayed up a little too late drinking the night before, which was a bad choice. Why would I do that? That's not part (laughs) of the (laughs) race. So, all right. So I started out a little bit later than I wanted to, a little bit crispy Uh, anyway, and then I took (laughs) the old course that thank you again to Chris Geekes for developing this course from um, Northline Navigation. He set up a course that took us around all of Alum Creek. So it was awesome. There were 19 checkpoints and am I frozen again? Shoot. Keep talking. You're good. Your video's frozen, okay. but your audio is good. All right, good. Um, so went around the whole lake, there were 19 checkpoints. And so I was like, I want to do the whole thing. I'm going to stage my bike. So I did like, I did like a little like bike drop right there I don't know if you can see that yeah yeah cool and, and um yeah so I marked out the course like ahead of time so it felt like an adventure race because I was like "Ooh, I'm gonna go here I'm gonna go here this will be on bike this will be on foot this will be on bike I think I transitioned like five times so staged my bike went on my run and just started getting oh cor- like checkpoints uh as an old course and then um yeah, I left out, I think there are 19, I think I left out five of them. And uh, I actually really enjoyed this day too. So for me, it was like, I was pretty spent when I was done. I mean, it was also May, so I wasn't crawling through the depth of all the briars and, you know. <laughs> There were a couple moments where I was, like, cursing because, like, my hat was caught on a branch. I actually had to take my pack off to, like, get out of the briars. I was like, okay, I'm completely stuck. So uh, that happened more than once. Um, But, yeah, it was just totally fun to, like, feel like it was a real adventure race out there looking for orienteering checkpoints. And then I think I got, like, one geocache because I needed one more while I was there. That's awesome. And you said that was your day two? That was my last day, my day four. That was your last day. Got it. And you had, so not only were you drinking the night before, didn't you say your
1: day three was really long? Like, didn't yes. you do a lot of stages on day three? So how much, how much like activity time did you have on day three?
2: Oh, yeah. that was four, five, nine, ten. 10 hours like
0: Holy
2: <laughs> that's beefy that's, that's a,
0: a long activity. fucking day
2: yeah it wasn't wow. time. i started at like whatever 7 30 in the morning and i wasn't done i didn't get back home until like 8 30 i think because the park had closed and so i would come home a little after that
1: so yeah. that's amazing and then you did your multi-sport
2: the day after that yeah that was oh. <laughs> That's intense, dude. That's where you feel like it's the real, uh, Yeah, like,
0: that's the real race. For feeling. sure. <laughs>
1: Do you know um, how many miles you had on your multi-sport stage total?
2: You know, I should have added that up. I actually don't know because I did it all in chunks on Strava. I'd have to go back and and look at that. I can yeah. go back to that.
1: Did you go all the way from... So I know the orienteering course starts at the marina at Allen Creek and makes it all the way
2: back around to the marina. Did you do the full loop marina all the way around? I did. Yeah. It was so fun to do that too. And then uh, like the mountain bike courses, the only thing that was tricky was going in the reverse direction on a mountain bike course. Did you do that? Uh huh. I did because I was thinking, I was thinking that on... So you go reverse on which one, P2 or P1? You went reverse on P1, right? Yep. Uh, no, so I went I, on P2. Sorry. And then I decided not to do it on P1. So I went the, the correct
1: direction on P2. Like, I just kept going. And then when I got to P1, I was like, these make much more sense to do in reverse. So, and I was so pooped by then. I essentially just walked my bike the whole time because anytime I would try and go up a, a hill on the course, I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> so, but that, that's so cool that you did, that you did the full loop. Um, so I actually, I also did uh, my stage five multi-sport at Allen doing the same orienteering course that Laura did. So I'll just, I'm going to like triple shout out Chris Geekis with the Northline navigation. I, it was so much fun and so hard and like, a really great mix. of uh, So um, for anybody that's in this area and who's interested, like would highly encourage you to do it. Like you had a full orienteering map with 19 checkpoints on it. You're just using a map and compass to go around. You have an app on your phone that actually tells you when you get to the checkpoint. So you don't aren't looking for a physical checkpoint, but it feels just as satisfying. And by the end of the day, There was nothing sweeter than the sound of my phone singing the chirpy little uh, song that I had found at Checkpoint. It was like, and I was like, I'm the champion of the world. And again, this is when I would come barreling out of the woods and popping up next to somebody in a hammock. And then my phone would like chirp at me. And then I would just sasquatch back into the woods. I have to imagine they were like, I don't understand anything of what just happened. Um, But I did. So I started at the marina, started on foot, and then uh, picked up my bike at the ranger station, which it looks like you did pretty much the same thing, Laura, without knowing that you did that, which is really funny, and continued in a clockwise direction around Allen Creek Lake or whatever the hell it's called. And uh, it was really funny because the the parts that I thought would be easy weren't anytime the the checkpoints were a glorious mixture of checkpoints that were like right next to the trail but also checkpoints that were like buried in places so there were quite a few that you could just kind of click off as you were going along the trail but as soon as the checkpoints were off trail at all the vegetation was so so bad like Lauren, you still saw the scratches on me last weekend, a week after I'd done the thing. Like, I just have scratches all over me. I have, I have, like, splinters that are growing out of my shoulders, like, that are just, you know, like, starting to come out. And, like, I had points where I was on my hands and knees because the vegetation was so overgrown that it was, like, it was just one of those things where you're, like, I can only go lower. I can only go lower. I can only go lower. <laughs> like I was just, like, and, you know part of my brain would be like, uh, just as it does in a real orienteering event or adventure race event, your brain starts to tell you like, there's no way that this exists. I'd be like, oh, well, Geekus hasn't been out here. Like this probably isn't even right. Like my app is probably messed up. And then I'd be like, no, it's it's right. It's The checkpoint is pretty much always there. It's you that's doing things wrong. But um, uh, it was funny. There was one place where, Uh, there was a road intersection, and I was like, oh, this will be great. This is a part that I should be able to breeze through, and they were doing construction, like the intersection of Africa and Cheshire is a giant hole. It's just one big, giant hole, so I had to, I rode my bike across Cheshire, across Alton Lake, and just like the first set of construction crew people let me go by, but they were like the second group's not because it's a giant hole. So I was like, okay. So I just stopped and like threw my bike over the railing, over the side of the road and just like bushwhacked around the giant hole. But it took me at least an extra like 20 minutes just to put like using my bike, like a ramrod to get through, to get through greenery. Um, yeah so I continued along I think I ended up I I did all the checkpoints in order and including the off trail ones ended up with 14 out of 19 I think so I think you and I ended up with the same number that we got but probably the different ones and I got towards the end and I really wanted to clear the course and I would have if I had extra time but I had planned to do my non-bike or foot stage which I was going to do two hours on paddle so I needed to be done by no later, and back at the marina by 6:45, and able in order to be able to take two hours to do my boat. But this this stage for me was by far the most memorable. And uh, in addition to the giant hole in the road, there was also a checkpoint that, on the map, was like a hill area or like a mound. And because of the water level, it was an island. <laughs> so I'm just like standing on the, I'm like standing on the shore looking at an island and i'm like is that it and i'm looking at it i'm like that's it and i had bushwhacked so hard to get back there i was like there's no fucking way i'm not waiting my ass out i was like i can swim i will swim across that island i need my phone to chirp at me and to know that i got it even though it doesn't matter at all so i waited up to my thighs out to the island where the checkpoint was and then waited back i was like I, it was, it was, it was terrible and wonderful. Um, but yeah, I ended up finishing up on the far side of the dam and Andy came and picked me up and we drove back to the marina to get the kayaks and do the the next stage. But I, I was, my, I was cooked after this stage. And this was my, this is only my second day. Like that's what I started on my second morning was the multi-stage.
2: Can you imagine doing that? <laughs> course as it was intended all on foot. I was like, "Huh, oh, no, that's how he initially it would, made it for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I can use a bike right now. <laughs> oh, because it, it would have been like twice so long as long. To. Yeah.
1: Crazy. Yeah. I think, um I think, I actually think I could have my stats on my total mileage for stage. And again, I didn't go I didn't go all the way around. So the, the exclusively on foot portion, I did 2.8 miles. And then for, I'm calling it the mountain bike portion, even though it was like bike foot, bike foot uh, was 20 miles and I didn't go all the way around. So Laura, I'm sure that you ended up doing at least 25 miles.
2: Probably. I, I, I should look at that. I don't know. was very a stats focused.
1: So you'll have to come with numbers next time.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, and it was, we- it was really weird. Like, cause honestly, like in a perfect world, I was like, oh man, I would really love to have the stats of like how much I did on foot. Cause you know, Laura like you really did ended up doing like foot bike, foot bike, foot bike, foot bike. Like I would have to stash my bike places and then circle back after I got the checkpoint to get it. Like there was no way to continue moving forward the whole time. Sometimes you had to double back, which I was like, come on, bike, just appear back to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Lauren, your multi-sport. That was a hard day.
0: You said Lauren, right? (laughs) I did. Yeah, uh, that was a hard day. I I did. I went to Denison and I did a road bike, and then I did a trail loop, and then another road bike, and I got brutally lost on my trail run. Um, I just I just figured I will go to all these trails. There's only a certain number of them, and I'll just keep doing them until I'm done because it's altogether a pretty short course. It turns out if you go out to those little bubbles, you can actually go to other bubbles that are not on any maps at all. And I just, I basically went like, oh, this is a loop. That's cool. This is a loop. That's cool. And then I, like, I broke out of the, out of the, (laughs) off the map. And then I was very lost. (laughs) My my last chunk, I was crispy. And I was also like, uh, I got that sort of like, (laughs) everybody's amazing kind of, um, like, there's the oatmeal comics that like once you do something very hard, like athletically that you're just like, we're so like, we're just champions and that lady who's running is really a champion and I am too. And those little kids on bikes are little champions too. Like everything becomes really important.
1: (laughs) That's how I felt at the end of that. And I got to see you briefly. We crossed paths on the, uh, the multi-use path and like, that was another hot day. Like yes. you, it was very yeah. hot.
0: It was very hot. I was crispy. But I had fun.
1: Um so yeah, so multi-sport was a crispy stage. Um I yeah. Uh and and the next two were the shorter ones. So um but probably the more I shouldn't say more novel, just differently novel. Stage stage six was non-bike or non-foot, two hours. And this was up to interpretation, as long as it wasn't bike or foot. I did my two hours paddle. Although to be fair, I was in a canoe with Andy and Arbor after doing my, uh, I actually think I ended up doing six and a half hours on the multi-sport. So while I say my stage was paddling, I was actually sitting in a boat eating pizza while andy puttered me around
2: <laughs> there <laughs> is no better around. way to do
0: that that's the best way to
1: do that
2: seems correct like shit. <laughs> should
1: <do> yeah <laughs> laura your what was your this is a real multi-sport what was your non-bike non-foot activities
2: i came up with everything possible i was like what are things i want to do and i'm gonna just like try them all so it was raining so i i was rollerblading with rollerblades that I got in 2002, Two thousand I love two that. I had, my son's been using them for the, during quarantine so much. I had to duct tape them onto my foot around one spot. Cause the, it, there was no more laces. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I didn't know that that rollerblading could be so hardcore. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So I think I rollerbladed into school. Cause then I was like, Oh, rollerblading sucks when your feet have grown and you're, are hitting the ends of the rollerblades and the roads are bumpy. And I'm like, I just went to the school and did loops in the parking lot for like four and a half miles. And then came back and then what did I do? I did yoga. I put together part of a puzzle to get ready to do it, which we never did. I was like, come on kids do the puzzles now. And then we danced a little bit, uh, not, I can't wait you talked about yours. Um, and then uh, what else did I do? I did some juggling. I thought, well, I haven't juggled in a while. And then I did, oh, like, nice. some tennis. didn't tennis. did know that was one of your skills. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Not really good. But then I did some like tennis drills where I was like bouncing the ball. Like I used to do when I played tennis and like trying to flip the racket and bounce the ball and then hit the edge of the racket like just tricks. So I did that for however long it was, two hours. Yoga I really yoga. feel
1: like there should have been a video montage of you doing all these activities because it sounds like a montage from an 80s movie. Yeah, like sure. like the
0: Home Alone, like, running around the house, like, doing some yoga, doing some of this, doing some of this, pop on popcorn. <laughs> it's
2: basically, I actually did take some video, but I didn't post it because it's too Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Extra content needed. Well, all right.
2: Lauren, you're stage
0: six. My stage six was a disco dance party in silence in my basement.
2: Silence. I <laughs> it.
0: was I more like a this. Buddhist thing. It was very Buddhist. Uh, it wasn't in silence for me, but it was in silence for everyone else because Facebook booted me off for copyright infringement. But uh, I had some weird feedback because almost my entire workforce watched it. Oh.
2: That was That's nice of not- them.
0: Didn't you I see your that neighbors? So but- and my neighbors. Didn't you see your neighbors neighbors. And my neighbors. <laughs> It was not, I just thought, like, you know, my, like, my, like, two of my friends and my dad's weird uncle would be like, good job, Lauren. But it was, like, half of my workforce. And they're like, what are you doing?
1: I stayed on in Instagram for a, a long, long time watching. And I really loved people popping in without context and just being like, what's happening? And why are you doing this? Like. How do you easily like have it up front and center like I'm doing this for an adventure race because that makes more sense
0: no it doesn't but I feel like people have come to have, uh, expect this kind of behavior from me
1: and that makes me feel good. it was it was it was really good um, so I yeah loved it. Uh, I don't know if you saved it on Instagram or anything but I I just it's there yeah mm-hmm. cool we'll have to find some good screen caps um, all right Final stage, stage seven was uh, strength for one hour, upper body core work only. Which I don't know about you guys, but the la- my legs are the only part of me that actually
2: works, So this pretty is my arms don't work. Yeah, Sorry, Laura,
1: what you was you, What did you do? Yeah, go for it.
2: Uh, so I. I, that was my sunset to sunrise one. So I just picked an hour. It was easy. Kids, could, I, kids were home. I could be home and just went to the basement. My husband joined me and we just did like a Peloton core thing. And then just, we had some weights and just did some arm stuff for an hour. <laughs> Pretty simple. That's awesome. Basic. Yeah, it was fun. Did you do yours earlier or later in your race? Oh, that was my very first stage. I started with the nighttime. Me too. Although,
1: Lauren, I took your advice and did not do strength till the end because you said that you had a little bit of soreness ter- doing strength. And idea. I was like And I was like, you know what? I haven't used my upper body for anything in a really long time. I'm gonna do this last because otherwise I may be incapacitated for the first yeah. pulling race. up on the
0: mountain bike handlebars is like, oh, oh it was not a good, not a good way to do it.
1: So I did, a, I did the upper body video that Lauren sent me, which was perfect. The has fit uh, upper body, no weight, um, which was like some isometric like holds and stuff, which was perfect. Um, I also didn't do much abs stuff because if I did my abs, they would also be incapacitated for several days, which is a great sign, I'm sure. And I also used it as an excuse to do some of my home exercise programs, <laughs> my home exercises, Lauren. <laughs> it counts if it's for an activity if it's by itself no one cares but this is for a stage of an adventure race i'm proud of you well thanks lauren i'm not sure what did you do i don't think you did the same video for your strength stage right you did okay
0: yep i did the same one i just did it twice in a row that i mean that might have been it it was also kind of inadvertently like 40 push-ups It was horrible. And my, my, my tries were sad afterwards.
1: So that was our, that was our, that's the whole event stages one through seven. Um, the, it was designed to be 21 hours in length. I calculated mine up. I did nearly 27 hours. So if that's not the sign of inefficiency, I don't know what is, but, um, I, I just had, I had a great time. Like this was, there have been few things that have made me feel like life is kind of normal and somehow and for whatever reason this made it feel kind of normal second only to the first first bar fear mile we did there in quarantine that felt like an actual race this is the only thing that felt like this I can kind of forget that life is weird outside of my house right now I feel the same way it was a real reprieve
0: for me from feeling like I'll just drink a little more wine and then I'll wake up and everything will be fine.
2: Yeah, no, it was really good. Yeah. I was supposed to do a race early May and I decided to do this the weekend after I was supposed to do an actual race. So I was very glad to have something kind of fill that void too. It was, it, yeah. It was definitely great. Yeah. It, it filled a lot of holes. Yeah. I ended up doing mine. I ended up getting my holes filled
1: the <laughs> same weekend that we had rescheduled Sugarloaf Cheat Reaper too. So I ended up being a great seal the oh, day yeah. after Cheat Reaper would have been. So it felt very like commemorative in that way. But yeah, I, I'll say again, thanks to Rootstock Racing. And I shouldn't you not like, because I, I think things are going to continue this way for a little bit longer still. I, I'm pretty close to just, Going to do it again, like I, I know. I'm, I'm right sure on the edge. I will just do it again. I'm right on the edge of doing it
0: again because I just need some. I need some kind of pain to hold me like a baby, and that's what this
1: race did for me. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm right and on the edge. And it's also funny to me because while this made me feel like life was the most normal, this was also the most the thing that felt the most like this is pointless <laughs> there's no reason to be doing this <laughs> like going by people in kayaks and hammocks and being like i'm just traveling through the woods in my biking shoes hiking yeah oh it's a <laughs> little bit of meaninglessness. this is good <laughs> yeah so um uh, maybe we'll do the three of us should do it as a team and we'll just do another uh recap episode of our second lockdown attempt, because what else is there to do nothing
2: <laughs> i love it but
1: I want to say thanks to our special guests. But thank you for coming on, Lauren. We can finally put a name, uh, a face to the name for listeners who are, are watching on YouTube. And um, thanks to Rootstock Racing, who we're all wearing our shirts in the video. And our logo is on the back. The oh, yeah, logo. which is dope. Which is Hold on,
0: dope. Maybe I can get it. I can't. I can't reach anything. Get it? But it definitely right says there. there you go. Wow. Look at that arm flexibility.
1: This is the most. This is like birth barf is legit because yeah. we're on the back of a race shirt now. This is we is the we tier. Even we did uh, it. Annie's
0: daughter Arbor was like, "Is it on all of the shirts?" Like, which is adorable. <laughs> and we were like, "Yeah, it's on on. It's on all of the shirts. Like, we didn't just get birth barf on ours. Everyone has to look at our logo, which is amazing." Oh, uh,
1: I just. I love it. So, thank you, Rootstock Racing, for including us and just uh, providing an opportunity for a really fun event. They even had door prizes and shirts and everything. So, just just do it again, Rootstock. Just like do it Just, again. just redo it again. That's fine. Yeah. But um, until next time, we are bye.